we're back. And for those of you that are new here or just like to listen to me talk, <laughs> I'm Zoe and I'm a witch. And I'm Andrew, a highway engineer. Welcome to our podcast, Graveyard Dirt, where we discuss all things witchy from a practitioner and non-practitioner point of view. <laughs> okay. Every episode, we go over a tarot card in no particular order, what Andrew's initial interpretation is, and then my own as a tarot reader. You ready? Yep. Today's card is the Three of Cups. Yep. In a traditional Rider-Waite-Smith deck, you can see three women, or figures, uh, lifting their cups in the air. Their hair is adorned with wreaths. Yep. That's about it. Okay. Yeah, I see the three cups and the figures with the hair and there's veggies on the floor so i'm guessing this one probably has something to do with like working together and like collaborating and maybe something about nature that's what i would guess and if this card came up in reading what would you i guess it would depend on the kind of reading okay give me an example um like i said work together like if you're having problems with something maybe you need to work together um that's, uh, I don't know how nature would play into a reading, but um, that's what I gather. No, I I like it. You're on the right path. Uh, to me, it signifies a time of celebration, happiness. Uh, notice how you almost can't tell whose arm belongs to who. Uh, so there's also a sense of community and connection. Sure. A lot of happy big vibes here. Yeah. I think you did a good job. Oh, yeah. No, I'm good at this. <laughs> Uh, my wife reads tarot so i mean so you're professional yeah she rubs it off on me <laughs> okay <laughs> <laughs> are you ready for the main topic it depends what it is well i'm super excited because we have our first guest we do we do. Who's our guest? Today, we're welcoming Carly, also known as the Village Tarot Witch on all platforms. She's a medium, tarot reader, pickle-loving, chaos witch extraordinaire. I love pickles. <laughs> so, What does she pickle? Do you know? <laughs> You'll have to talk to her. I'll have to ask her. I think her. she eats more pickles than pickles, her own things. She, Georgia would get along with her. She <laughs> loves pickles. <laughs> all right. Let's get right into it. And today, uh, we have a special guest. We have Carly at The Village Tarot Witch on all platforms, right? I am Carly, The Village Tarot Witch. Uh, I think I technically do have a Facebook, but you won't ever find anything there because that's where all my normal people live, and I just <laughs> pretend like it doesn't exist. <laughs> it's, it's, it's technically there, but um, yeah, I'm a medium and tarot reader, and I recently shifted more towards um, books and movies and that sort of thing and history, <laughs> which I'm loving. Thank you. Thank you. I'm excited about them. <laughs> uh, specifically today, we're going to talk about, we have a listener question, which is, is there such thing as haunted houses and how can you know if your house has spirits? So I thought the general idea of mediumship would be a great topic for today. Yeah, I like that a lot. Those are good questions, actually, because I feel like that's the kind of question that some people are not necessarily afraid to ask, but it's one of those things that it's like, am I going to sound 
<laughs> what do you guys think? Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah. And a little also, background yes. on that question. It came from a realtor. So he sees a lot of old houses oh. and in and out of probably hundreds of houses a year. So that's kind of cool. Has he yeah. specifically our I, I don't know. We'd have to ask him, but specifically our realtor. So, oh. <laughs> hi, realtor. <laughs> I had a good friend of mine is a realtor in Florida, and she had all sorts of experiences. It was like haunted houses would wait, I'd just sit on the market for her to walk in, and they'd be like, hi. <laughs> Nobody oh else gosh. could sell them, and she'd walk in and figure out the problem. It was always fun listening to her stories. Yeah. Haunted houses are a thing. (laughs) I guess a good starting point is what is mediumship? What is mediumship? Do you want me to, do you want me to give you my spin on it? Yeah, this is all you. (laughs) Uh, I, I think of mediumship as any means of communication with the other side Uh, I primarily use my cards to help me communicate, but there's like mediumship isn't one size fits all. So if you are making contact with someone who does not live on this plane of existence, if it's a ghost, if it's a, I don't know, woodland spirit, whatever you're making contact with, that is in fact mediumship. But I think that traditionally we look at mediumship and we think of like, Victorian seances, right? With the crystal ball and the ectoplasm. But when you break it down, it's so much more than that. So like I say, I practice mediumship with the cards, but a better analogy that I like to use is um, like different forms of art. Like if you are an artist, you may use different mediums like oil pastels or watercolor or acrylic paint or colored pencils the medium that you choose does not change the fact that you are creating art. And that's the, that's my favorite form of (laughs) explanation at the moment, because I think there's a lot of people who are practicing mediumship and they don't know it, or they don't think that they are because it doesn't look like the examples that we have on most of social media or on entertainment (laughs) as a whole. No, definitely. Cause I think a lot of times if you said like mediumship or communicating with spirits, you'd think of like Long Island medium or any of those TV shows. And you're expecting to like walk into the nail parlor and have somebody tell you about your grandfather that passed. Um, and it doesn't exactly work like that, nor do you have to be that level of quote unquote psychic to even participate. It's kind of a, right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like tapping into what you are naturally good at also makes a difference because I've never seen any, like, I don't see spirits. I don't hear spirits, but I can get a good message. (laughs) So it's like, you know, I can't, I can't roll up and be like your grandfather had one green eye and one blue eye. And I know that because I'm looking at him. (laughs) (laughs) Mine's much more convoluted. And I think this is a grandfather type energy, but we're going to have to go a little farther and figure it out. But at the end of the day, you're still getting a message. I think that was my dog. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Speaking of haunted houses. (laughs) Yes. 
So how do you practice mediumship? You said with your cards? Yeah, yeah. I use, I learned with a past lives tarot deck, but I usually use the Memento Mori deck, which I think Zoe has too, right? I recognize the name. Yeah. <laughs> it's my favorite. Uh, so what I do is I, I feel more than I see. So having the cards be like a touchstone for me is um, I'll use the cards and my feelings in one go. So if you were like, hey, this thing happened, something knocked over this train, my kitchen, it was unsettling, you know, whatever. I would sit down with my cards and I I almost always start by asking if it's even paranormal. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> is, is this a ghost? And based on that, I'll go forward from there. But um, the way that I experience it is I, I'll feel a lot of emotions, but I'll also get a sense of, you know, a male energy feels one way to me and female energy feels one way to me. And I, I kind of have a little category system in my mind. So older versus younger will feel different to me. And I kind of just take all these little bits of bits and pieces. It's a little bit like a jigsaw puzzle sometimes <laughs> and piecing it together. But the cards are the touchstone because sometimes I will get something in the cards that don't really make all that much sense until we've gone farther. And I'm like, oh, wait a second. I know. I know what that one is now. Um, so it is the way that I practice mediumship is it's different, <laughs> but it works. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think that's so. Do you ever get the answer? No. And like, how does that play out? do yeah yeah it happens actually more than you would think <laughs> um some people will save their best like this is for sure haunted thing to come to me and be like will you look at this but just as often it's like i've heard you're just anxious you're just stressed so like the idea that not that you're necessarily like haunting yourself but based on the state of mind that you are currently in you're reading more into a situation or if you're already scared and you hear an unexpected noise, sometimes it's just an unexpected noise. And when that happens, I try to just kind of talk the person through it and be like, it doesn't mean that you didn't experience something that scared you. It just means that this is where your attention should be focused. <laughs> That's kind of how they define poltergeist, correct? The yeah. like, manifestation of our anxieties or stress or even like uh, puberty. Yeah. Paranormal. I didn't know that. I actually did that to myself once and I was so embarrassed. <laughs> After Afterwards, I was like, maybe I shouldn't even be like, what am I doing? Getting more into <laughs> the spirit world. I just haunted myself. <laughs> uh, but it it's more common than you would think. And I feel like there's still a little bit of confusion because I know that there's some entities that like toss stuff around that have been there for ages and that is called a poltergeist mm -hmm. but yeah you can poltergeist yourself just by being <laughs> stressy <laughs> moody yeah <laughs> uh so you said you would do readings do you need to be in the location of the energy to do the reading or do you read the person's energy that experienced the activity I can do both. So I've done lots of on-site readings. I used to go around with a ghost hunting team in Florida, but I also like um, 
if your realtor friend was like, this house is haunted, how can I get some information? As long as I don't even really, I don't have to have the address or anything. I just need to focus on like, okay, this person is asking about this house. What's going on there? So I can do distance and on site or just what the person themselves experience. It kind of depends on situation or what they want to know from it. Because there are some people that are like, why, what's the message for me? And other people just want to know what the ghost is doing there. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's a bit of both. (laughs) Yeah. Do you have a preference? Like, do you want to be on site and feel everything? Or would you rather keep your distance? Uh, I just like ease or ease. I like being yeah. on site because it's it's exciting and it's fun. Um, but distance, honestly, is easier for me right now because I have kids. Yeah. So in an ideal world, I would love to be paid to just like wander haunted places and be like, hi, yes, here are my cards. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I don't think goals. I don't think, yeah, goals, life goals. Um <laughs> But yeah, distance is easier with my current situation. (laughs) Yeah. So if somebody did wander into their own house or a haunted house uh, and wanted to figure out if there were spirits, how would you suggest they go about it? If they are, so, okay. A, pay attention to the way that you feel. Um... I feel like that's kind of a starting point because a lot of people will describe feeling like they're being watched or just like an unusual, unsettled feeling. Um, And there are non-paranormal reasons that you can experience things like that. Like um, sometimes the electricity in the house, if you'll stand in one particular area, it feels unsettling. And if you go in with the devices, that area for whatever reason has a spike in electricity. So it's not... I feel like the starting point is just kind of being aware of your mood, your surroundings. But if it's like a situation where like you're having a good day, you've had a pretty good day, you're sitting on sitting on the couch and all of a sudden it's like sheer terror or it's not always that extreme, but um, things like that. And I would also say that I I feel like for the most part, most hauntings are not what you see on TV or on ghost hunters. Like it's not going to be things floating around or doors slamming. Sometimes it really is just feeling vaguely creeped out or smelling a scent that doesn't belong. Like I smelled cigarettes in my house the other day and, and nobody in here smokes. And I was like, that was weird. (laughs) It's, it's those moments like that for me. Anyways, um, I've talked to people who've experienced more extreme hauntings But if you think your house might be haunted and you are not sure, um, I am a little bit of a nerd, so I will always propose making a list. (laughs) But it's just like, if you don't know for sure, just start paying attention. Say, see, is there a pattern? Does the same thing happen every night? Is it you're only, you're having a really bad day and then you notice things like that. You know, it's, I think it's learning to tell, to to be more present in your environment. (laughs) Makes sense. Yeah. I mean, I don't have a super great one for that one. I feel like, I don't know. No, I think that was great. (laughs) I think people have really good sense for that kind of thing too. Just like second nature. Like you feel like you're being watched or like you feel like something's just not right. Like we've made it through thousands of years. Obviously we have some sort of 
there's some that. sort of something. Yeah, because I feel like it just, I'm not saying that if you have to ask, then no, <laughs> but I just feel like once you've experienced it, it's like, yeah, that's a ghost. <laughs> that's, so, yeah. I mean, I, I was a little unsure about the cigarette smoke and I didn't even ask about that. I just was like, that was strange. <laughs> and went on with my day. So. <laughs> Andrew, uh, you had some questions? I do have some. Um, so I had a question, but then you mentioned something about male energy versus female energy. Is there uh -huh. ever a time that you can't tell or that there's not that there's multiple spirits or that there's like a combination of spirits that it's hard to tell the difference between them. Yes. That's happened a few times, actually. Um, one time in particular, it was a husband and wife who came forward jointly. And that one was really hard to work out. <laughs> so there are times when they will speak as like, like if there's multiple spirits in the building, they'll kind of speak as a group. And it feels different because it is like, it's almost like sometimes one will step forward and then another one will come forward. So like there's a slight shift in the energy, but not quite. So those ones take me longer to work out because I I don't see and I don't hear things. So it's just mm -hmm. like something is something is odd here. But the husband and wife together, I don't remember exactly what their I don't remember exactly what the story was, but I remember really enjoying it. And there were cards that were definitely male and other times it was definitely female. And I was like, I don't understand. This is, <laughs> this is polar opposite, but it really was like sitting in a room with an old married couple who were both like, no, you, you missed this part. And then the husband's like, I know I'm getting there. You know, <laughs> it felt like that, except like if you were watching a movie without subtitles and I mean, hmm. that's, not without subtitles, but without volume. Granted, I, I can't see this going on, but that's a little bit what it's like, where it's like you can almost feel the exchange going back and forth, but you can't mm -hmm. hear it. So it just takes a while to sort through. <laughs> the, yeah, that, I like that it when be amazing happen. once you do sort through it, though. Once you put the puzzle yes. together, it's like, oh, I've got it. Yes, it's a it's a bit of a thrill and it makes me excited every single time because I'm like, oh, I knew I knew there was something else. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> um, is there so in Dungeons and Dragons, like the ghosts are here for a reason, like there's a reason they're still on this plane. Is there ever a reason that they would stay here and not pass over? And is there a chance that they would eventually pass over yeah. and no longer be spirits? Yeah, I don't exactly know how all that works, but um, I don't necessarily think like, I don't necessarily think that spirits are actually stuck, stuck. Like a lot of time you'll hear like, oh, this spirit is trapped here. And occasionally through the cards, they will express feeling trapped, but I don't think that there's actually anything keeping them here. So um, I think that some spirits choose to stay. There's some that just really like it where they are and mm -hmm. they're fine chilling out there. And other times there are spirits who, um, like the, the hospital here, I, I wandered over to the hospital for, it, it used to be a hospital. Now it's city hall, but, um, I went there cause I heard that it's haunted and I pulled cards and this man came through and he'd been there for a while and he was still there because he wanted to know that his family knew what happened to him. And so it's things like that. Sometimes they stay because 
they want to tell someone what happened to them, or they just want to know that their family is okay or something like that. And so Mm -hmm. this, this particular gentleman, I don't, I, I think his family was like both was knew that something had 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 happened to him, but wasn't like entirely sure. And after that, it wasn't like he left immediately because I don't, I'm not someone who tries to cross spirits over either. I just kind of like, I, I'm just here for the chat mm-hmm. <laughs> basically, but yeah, they do. They do. And I think that they do it on their own time. And I also think that there are some spirits who maybe initially stayed because um, something was bothering them and ended up staying because they got a lot of attention from the ghost hunters, <laughs> you know, like well-known haunted places that you regularly interact with one certain spirit. I think they kind of just like it. <laughs> they got used yeah. to like, that is their new form of existence. It's just, yeah. So that was kind of a non-answer. <laughs> no, it was no, an answer sense. and a non-answer. Yeah. But it ties Go me into another question that I, I have now. Uh-huh. Um, you're talking about they're mostly being in houses, the haunted houses, but then you just referenced mm-hmm. um, a hospital that's now the the city hall. Are there ever yeah. any other places like public locations, like a park or any outdoors oh, yeah. that you kind of feel the energy? And yeah. Are they more transient spirits? I think, I think that they can be more transient spirits. And I also think it depends on the history of the land. So if there was like a battle there, for example, mm-hmm. like, Civil War ghosts, you hear about them wandering through the fields all the time, right? But um, I went to a location in Florida. It's called the Devil's Tree, and it's at Port St. Lucie, Florida. And that spot is well known for its haunting because terrible things happened there. But what I wasn't expecting is that when we went to the location, I walked into the bathroom, just the public bathroom, because I was like, this is going to close soon better go to the bathroom. I'm not a nature peer. So like, we're going we're gonna to take advantage and then hold it, you know, but I walked into that bathroom and I was like, that's really weird because I, I felt like there was a female spirit there without even pulling cards. I was just like, you know, maybe it's just because I know what I'm here for. Like I knew I was going to this haunted spot in the woods and maybe I just was like feeling extra sensitive, but the guys were the guys that I was meeting up with were carrying their equipment in. And one of them just happened to mention that the bathroom is haunted. And I was like, ha, 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 yes, ha. It is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I think pretty much any place can, I mean, I, I don't think that there has to be, I don't think it has to be a house. It can be a field. It could be, sometimes it's an area where a building used to stand and maybe mm. the building's gone. Maybe they tore it down and built something else over it. But I think it's more to do with the location than the actual building, like the physical, the ground. <laughs> yeah. Or well, even like an object. Yeah. Yeah. Spirit, yeah. Like, you're used to something and then it changes and you're still kind of tied to that spot. It's like, well, this is well, different, that's but it's weird. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> they changed the whole floor plan. <laughs> <laughs> I think a really good way to finish off would be, Carly, does your house have a ghost? My current house, I right now I live with my parents, so there is no house ghost. But this brings me to my last and final favorite theory is that sometimes it's the people and not the places that can be haunted. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I got visited 
like we moved, I walked into my parents' house and I was like, oh, this is the most neutral place I've stepped in for just ages. Like there's, there's nothing here. And I woke up a few weeks later feeling a presence in my room. And I was like, what are, what are you? But it, it was a, it was a familiar presence from my house in Florida. And I was like, well, that's odd. Oh. <laughs> Did, uh, are you going to be here all the time? <laughs> and it, the answer is no. Um, I just reread The Shining. So I have to, I have to use this as an example, but it is my favorite example that in The Shining, um, they say that the little boy Danny shines. So spirits and things like that mm-hmm. are attracted and attracted to him. And the, actually don't know what he was. His name was, um, I can't remember right now, but he's the man who helps Danny in the end. Um, he says that some people shine brighter than others. And he's like going on an airplane to try and get back to Danny to help him. And he meets people along his journey that shine. And I have always liked that theory. Cause I do think that there are haunted places. There are haunted objects. There are, haunted houses for whatever reason lots of things can be haunted but i do think that some people are just shiny and more attractive and i don't know why that is <laughs> but i think sometimes it's the person so do i have a ghost in my house no but occasionally yes <laughs> it just, it just i depends. love that no i love that my childhood home has a ghost and it was uh ongoing joke that when my brother went away to college, he had to ask if the ghost wanted to go with him. He claims he, he asked and that they said, no, I don't know if I believe that. (laughs) Brother, did you really do it? (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) It is not scary. We just can't walk up and down the stairs. That's all. Just small things, small things. Yeah. Watch your legs. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you, Carly, for joining us and explaining mediumship and telling us your ghost stories. Thank uh, you. That was a lot of fun. Yeah, love that. Are you ready to get through correspondence? Yeah. What's our correspondence this week? So I don't have anything pre-picked out. So let's flip through the book. You have some dice? I've got dice. All right. How many numbers do you need? Give me a second. I'm going to flip. Eight. A D8. Uh, you're picking all the good numbers. Look at you. A one, please. Colt's foot. It's an herb. That's a plant? Yep. I know nothing of it. Just from the name, I would guess that it's shaped like a horseshoe. Is it lucky? It's lucky. It's lucky? Yeah. That's, yeah. Your, that's your go-to? I've never heard of Colt's foot before, like, now. So <laughs> that's all I've got. I'm pretty sure it's used in protection magic. Um, I do have some downstairs, so. What does it taste like? Nope. It's inedible? Uh, Is it poisonous? Ah. Uh, you're asking me a lot of questions here for late at night, mister. Yeah. What would you use it for? You have it downstairs, right? Yes. I'm going to go with protection. Um, I have luck stuck in my head now because you have said it. You can't 
feel mine. I'm going to go with some healing. Watch if you poison us. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what I'm going with. All right, let's look at this. Justice. Healing. Mm. Protection. Psychic that. ability. Power. Visions. All right, well, I was just way out. Zodiac Taurus. You should have known all about it. That's what I am. Yes, Hensley, you should have known all about it. <laughs> Doubtful. <laughs> all right. Give us your fun fact. All right. So I work for the Delaware Department of Transportation. Just and putting we, that out there. Yeah, so everyone knows. Don't call me about your road problems. That's not my, <laughs> that's not my scene. Um, but, I need more. <laughs> yeah, but we just had a workshop where we were talking about lessons learned throughout the year. Okay. And um, somebody was talking about pedestrian pathways right so there's like a multi-use path which is that 10 foot wide paved head pathway that you see along do other states do that i feel like that's just a delaware mm. thing and it's dumb i don't know i feel like other states do it i feel okay. like they should if they don't they should um but anyway so imagine that parallel to the roadway but then there are curb openings coming from the roadway and it's like this giant sidewalk type chunk of concrete that comes across and there's like a channel underneath it which it then went under the pathway Right. So from a pedestrian with like visually impaired. Like blind? Or just like not fully capable of seeing everything. Like okay. it looks like it's a sidewalk, right? Which you would be walking down the pathway and you see a sidewalk and you take it. Now you're in the road. That's bad. Right. Yes. Obviously avoid that. Yes. So they recommended that we use these. Um, they're like these concrete devices. They're called DTSIs, or that's what we call them. They're concrete. Yeah. They're made. Uh, yeah, they are concrete. Okay. A red concrete. Um, they're directional tactile surface indicators. Okay, so it's like this um, this length of concrete, and it's got these ridges on it that are parallel to the direction of travel. There's like four or five of them. So like someone with a cane would hit that line and say, oh, this is not part of the pedestrian pathway. I'm going off of the, the mm -hmm. uh, multi-use path. And then they wouldn't go that way. Right, yeah, then they would stay on the path. But... The original use behind these was for slip lanes in roundabouts. So like a biker that's on the multi-use path could then ride over this, leave the pedestrian pathway, obviously, and then slip into the roundabout and go mm. like pretend he's a car instead of going across like the pedestrian crossings. Um, so it's mainly, it, it's only real use is to delineate the edge of the pedestrian pathway. And like I said, we don't really use them for what was recommended with the curb openings or the big sidewalk chunks. But, I mean, technically, it would be appropriate because it would delineate the edge of the pathway. So, Makes sense. Keep um, people safe. Yeah, kind of like an innovation. And not something we talked about before, so it was an odd recommendation to come up. But I think it like makes a lot of sense. Reduce, reuse, recycle. Um, Kind of. We just worked the detail into our standard construction details and we're updating our specifications in June. So it'll be implemented there. And hopefully we can start using these in a lot more places. So I think that'd be cool. Awesome. It's a really low cost, low impact, like safety measure, which I think is really beneficial. Yeah, thought it was cool. Cool fact? Yeah, cool fact, cool fact. Cool fact, awesome episode. Yeah, absolutely, we crushed it. Thank you, Carly. Yeah, we had our first guest and we have a mini-sode coming up next week. Yeah, sometime. I don't know how time works. But I'm it's coming hoping up, I think. the plan is that we'll be shifting into a Thursday 
upload rather than Friday. So are they listening to this on Thursday or Friday? This one will be Friday, okay. but Minnesota will come out on Thursday. Like tomorrow, Thursday? No. Next Thursday. Next Thursday. Okay. Time. Time. Yeah. It's a whole just cluster. But until then, bye. <laughs> <laughs> Later, Gator. <laughs>